0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: The Bigger Picture on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
0: Welcome back to Live and Learn. I'm Dashan Shio. I'm Darshan Yohan, alongside Sharad Kutin. I'm already, uh, you know... You're forgetting eating, who eating, you are. E- I'm forgetting who I am. It's it's all because of the drama Sherad, Sharad over the past 48, 48 hours. Too much that has been unfolding. So that's exactly what we're trying to unpack today. Trying to clear the air, trying to make us less confused about what's going on. Um, so we're going to clear up some constitutional issues right now. So joining us on the show to help us make sense of that is constitutional lawyer, New Sin Yu. Welcome to the show Sin Yu. Um, a lot. What has been going on over the past, um, you know, 48 hours or so? Um, you know, there are some, let's let just start, like, you know, there are some people likening this to Lanka Sheraton, but this is a very different situation, isn't it? So
2: it's, uh, we're going to try and get back to Sinew
0: um, as soon as... The, I, Sinew, are you there? Can you hear us? No, I... Yes, hello, Sinew. I, um, can you, you explain... Yeah, from a constitutional perspective, can you like sort of tell us what exactly is going on right now? Can you help us clear the air a little bit of on the mess?
1: Well, um, currently what we have is a state where the political parties are still negotiating who would uh, have, or rather, who would have confidence of the majority, and which party would have uh, the majority to form a government. And this process, it's going to take a few days. So uh, in, in in UK, I think in twenty back in 2017 or 20, 2010, I remember, uh, you know, it was in a state of flux for about five days. And the Gordon Brown remained as caretaker prime minister for that five days. And then you have the situation of Belgium where it lasted for more than a year. So this is just uh, democracy working in a very ugly and messy way.
2: Well, messy, messy for sure. But uh, Sinu, can we just deal with the primary question posed at the federal level, which is that who gets first dibs at forming a government?
1: Well, I know that, that there are differing views on this, but in my mind, the incumbent, which is uh, PN, BN, and GPS, that should get the first dip at it because they are the largest block, uh, bigger than um, uh, Pakatan Harapan. So if you follow that, if you use that as your your starting point, then obviously it will be PN, GPS and BN that should uh, get the first dip. But I think the problem now is that we don't know where BN is aligning itself. So it seems like they're aligning with PH, but we don't know for sure. Uh, But there are others who are saying that Pakatan Harapan, because they are the largest bloc after election, uh, then they should have the first steps. But I don't think that that is factually correct.
2: Okay, Sindhu, so can, can I ask you this? Yeah. Right? What does the law recognise as the bloc? Barisan National... The, uh, the bloc is, is, an, is an entity. Pakatan Harapan is an entity.
1: Is the law is silent. Absolutely silent on this. Or that the law says, or that the federal constitution says, Article 43.2a says... Is that the YDPA shall first appoint a prime minister uh, who, in his judgment, can command confidence of the majority. That's all it says. The rest, because we operate in a Westminster system, we go by way of conventions. But the thing about conventions in Malaysia, Westminster conventions especially, is that it is not strictly followed. And uh, what we are seeing now is it's, it is not being conventions are not being followed. Uh, I think it's a free-for-all and I think it has always been a free-for-all. So there's no law guiding us on this.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this, another aspect to this, which is the whole as statutory declaration as the part of it, right? Because uh, Dewan Riot Speaker Tansri Sri Aza Azizan Aron, or known, known as Art Haron, he, um, have, uh, he has asked to present a, a statutory declaration of the list of parties and names of MPs who have agreed to form a federal government. And is this normal when you look at um, Westminster Convention?
1: Well, that seems to be something uh, peculiar to Malaysia. Uh, and I think a lot of us, you know, even back when, back in 2007 when you had the para crisis, we were cautioning that SDs are a terribly unreliable way to prove uh, confidence. And after Para, you have so many instances of changing of government, party hopping, MP hopping, and all of that was by the use of SD, which is done under the will of secrecy. And no one can actually uh, confirm its authenticity. And beyond that, it's also something that is very fluid because I may sign the SD saying that, oh, today, 19th of November, I have confidence on this person to be a prime minister. And 20th of November, I would have confidence in someone else being a prime minister. And both would be true because confidence is a fluid thing. It's a changing thing. So SD is a terribly unreliable way to show that you have confidence of the majority. What should be done is that those who were there, they should either present themselves uh, at the palace to show that, look, I have 112, you know, you can't run anywhere anymore, which was done, uh, I think, back in 2020 when Mahathir resigned, or you test it uh, in the house. So but testing is, the house might be a bit tricky because there's no house yet. And then there's, there's a number of other considerations that might come into play, uh, other conventions as well.
2: I want to yeah. ask you how the anti-hopping law has clarified some of these issues around what are blocks. Because with, with uh, the anti-hopping law, there is this uh, constraint on MPs and their free association within the Assembly. Is there not?
1: Okay, here's the thing. When the anti-hopping law was passed, and I think it took a, a, a bit of a time to pass. It doesn't cover a situation where a member is expelled from the party. So what it does is that, let me explain just a bit. What it does is that if you resign from the party, and the party is the party you are elected uh, uh, with, okay? Not the logo, the party. ah. And if you, for any reason, cease to be a member of that party, you lose your seat. So, your seat in the Dewan Rakyat is attached to the party, but there are exceptions. One of the main exceptions is that if you are expelled from the party. So, in a situation where a party constitution may provide for uh, losing, automatically losing or termination of membership in the event where he does certain acts, then, arguably... Uh, the anti-hopping provisions in the federal constitution may not apply. But if such a provision is absent in the party constitution, then what is going to happen is that uh, that member is free to support uh, whoever to be prime minister that may not be the choice of his party and yet keep his seat. Because if he is expelled, he will not lose his seat, so it, it becomes a bit technical here, and of course, because of the manner it was drafted it was drafted in a very compromised compromise there's a lot of compromises that are being made because of you know the the the, the many history of hoppings within the cabinet and and within the one itself, the law isn't very clear on that so uh, it so really soon, can up. I just,
2: can just follow up on your point I mean just in practical yeah. terms Because we've had Zayed Hamidi, AMNO president And BN chairman Threatening renegades within his block uh, With sacking Is that in fact going to be the best move for him If he sacks them, doesn't he in fact release them To associate freely then
1: No, and this is what we had warned When you pass an anti-hopping law That is very strict And the alternative should be a recall petition But what, 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 what we have warned is that Effectively, what you're making is that what what you're making, what you're you're turning the party into is into this almighty entity. You're turning the party president into this almighty entity where he can decide the direction and the policy uh, and the positions that are going to be taken by all of the MPs as long as those MPs are members of the party. So it's not surprising that Zaid Hamidi said that because this is what everyone has won.
0: Sinyu, just to clarify on that a little bit more, I'm wondering if his reading, I'm talking about Dato Sri Zaid Hamidi's reading on the anti-hopping law is uh, uh, perhaps a bit skewed. And I'm asking that because it's just like what Sharad mentioned. If let's say, for example, I'm a renegade, I'm no person, and I'm telling Zahid, I do not want to support party X, right? And then Zahid says, no, I'm going to fire you doesn't that release me to not support party X, and now I can go ahead and support whichever party without officially joining that party? Because joining the party will make me a hopper. But as an independent candidate, I have to pledge uh, my support to someone.
1: No, you will lose your seat. If you don't follow uh, party position and the party's constitution uh, would uh, terminate or you will result in... In, in you losing your membership as a result of the position that you had taken, uh, automatic losing of membership. Yeah, then that would mean that you would lose your seat. So it like like I was, what I was mentioning. It all boils down to what the party constitution says. I am not sure what the Amno constitution says, and one needs to have a real serious look into what the constitution says. But. Uh, don't forget that the anti-hopping provisions in the federal constitution says if you cease to be a member for any reason, so that that is the general rule. The only exception is when you are fired. So when you're so 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 when you're fired, you won't lose your seat. But if if for any other reason you lose your membership
2: then you will lose your seat. Okay, well, this is... yeah. Okay. clear. Because, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out the difference between being sacked and, uh, and, and, and losing your seat. But never mind, let's let's just look at the other side of the coin in, in these negotiations because uh, by two o'clock, we expected that the ball would be in the palace court, as it were, or in the court. But now, um, now it's been postponed to tomorrow. What is, in fact, the role of the, the monarch at this point in time? And how transparent will it be because there were some concerns during the election of uh, Muhyiddin Yassin as Prime Minister Of a lack of transparency
1: the, Here's the thing The process is not prescribed in the federal constitution So transparency is of course an issue But the role of the monarch is really to play as passive as a role as possible and Passive? That is in Did you say passive? Cons- yeah, passive, passive as passive as a role as possible, it the onus must be on the political parties to uh, ensure that there is transparency. If you have support, then disclose who are these supports from. And if and 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 it, it should not be left to the monarch to choose who is to be prime minister. There should be only one name that is uh, prescribed. You know, the 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 role of the monarch is not to resolve. Uh, political uncertainty or political disputes. That is expected of the political parties to do it themselves. And it it, it is not uh, right to put the monarch in a position where the monarch needs to be transparent about everything because the monarch needs to be... The the monarch is not not the court of law. The monarch is not playing an umpire. You know? Uh, The monarch is just there to appoint. And... The parties are the ones that need to be transparent about things. And we, we, I know that the entire Muhyiddin saga in 2020, it has been terribly uh, opaque. And that really, the only person to blame is Muhyiddin, as well as the political parties as the bottom name. None of them came out to say who, where, where did this majority come from? So now we have a statement saying 112, but who are these 112? The Mets you know it doesn't add up and of course whatever that is whatever that is applicable to Muhyiddin it should apply equally to Pakatan Harapan and Anwar
0: Absolutely. All right. On that note, we do need to end our conversation here. Thank you so much. News Thank in you. you. That was constitutional lawyer News in you. Um, coming up um, a replay of an Earth Matters episode where Julia Jacobs spoke to Lau Yao Hua, a co-founder of environmental journalism portal Makaranga, about his investigation into clearing of the forest reserve in the Shinibera Forest Complex for the for a new palm oil plantation. Um, we will have more updates um you know on the continuous uh, continuously unfolding drama that is happening um, so you know the next I guess the next analysis we'll be doing um, Sharad will be on the evening edition with Lynn um, to discuss the drama as it continues to unfold um, so we'll keep you updated uh, on that uh, uh, on all the unfolding events as it progresses keep it here on live and learn BfM 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from BfM 89.9 the business station.